Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 69 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy. A.K.A. Becky Lynch, baby. Becky Lynch, baby. Do you know what? I fully expected, because of the episode number that we had this week, that your A.K.A. would be something in that ballpark. 69, dude. (laughs) Name the film, two points. 69, dude. I don't know. It feels... It feels kind of 90s teeny movie. American Pie. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, my word. How did I get that wrong? Shame. Shame to myself. Wild Stallion. There you go. Quiz. Straight off the bat. <laughs> it's, it's the in thing nowadays, apparently. Uh, so, welcome, my good man. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Doing very well. How about you? Yeah, you know, cracking on. This whole quarantine things, like, you know, well, I know, you know, it's, I, know, I know we all know it's yeah mental it's uh it's getting a bit wearing which you know you soldier on regardless uh, it has however i said the other day well two things uh pandemic time is meaningless in pandemic times yeah. time has lost all meaning and the pandemic makes work for idle hands uh, we've we've had a big old spring clean sort out of the bedroom and i've been do- i've been doing some bits and bats that i've been meaning to do for ages and you know, so I suppose give thanks for the time that it has given us. I'm not into this bandwidth choking, though, that's going on on the streaming services. I've not really noticed it, to be honest. Maybe it's just up north. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. We've had it bad, though. We've had it bad. The kids have been trying to do um, some of these you know, YouTube-streamed dance lessons and stuff. And Yeah, it's, I know them well. It buffers and stutters, and yeah, it's, it's no good. It's no good. But outside of that, I'm doing okay, my man. I'm doing okay. Yeah, good. Lots going on in the world of Dice Masters, but equally not a lot going on in the world of Dice Masters. <laughs> yes, yeah, you can say that again. It's um, it's oh, sorry, you hear that? I can. <laughs> I can. And there we go. There's there's isolation there in one soundbite. I could. It's been the 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 sound of of many a uh, work based call. Across the world, in the past few months, well, a few weeks. <laughs> I was watching this webinar at work. This is really boring. Um, and the the woman who was hosting it had to uh, had to, to to kind of turn her camera off for a minute because her little boy was screaming its head off in the background. Oh no! My pair have been doing it. Harrison gets on his head and, and just spins around on his head, you know, like he's doing a street dance, just randomly next to me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, <laughs> I have to. Uh, I just angle the camera down and say, "What? Well, look at this!" <laughs> <laughs> just show everyone. Well, that's gonna have to stay in now, there, my man. Those, uh, although it was just sort of. Do you, did you ever used to watch Peanuts? Charlie Brown. Yes. The way the adults talk. The teacher, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounded like. I couldn't make out what they were saying. I just knew there were there were voices. Uh, anyway, what are we talking about? Yeah, lots going on, but not a lot going on. No, I've had I've had a, a cracking last couple of weeks, gaming wise. Oh, I know what's happened these last couple of weeks that we should mention. Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Everyone sing along. Happy birthday, dear Andy, UK national champion, two thousand seventeen. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, con- con- congratulations, my man. Oh, thank you. This is a great day. You know, we had so many plans. We went out. No, yeah, it was it was good. Um, so I'll do a recap of what I've been up to then, because it's yeah. Go on. So that's um, I interrupted you. Go on. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, it was my birthday, and the plans we had for my 40th birthday did not come to pass, which is fine because I've only been planning it for like maybe like 18 months. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It uh, it consisted of a full-on day of PlayStation gaming with my uh, two PlayStation partners in crime, Javier and Rob, who uh, I've spoken about before. Uh, we downloaded a game called Division 2, which is like a co-op shooty game, and basically spent the day charging around a war-torn Washington, D.C., shooting lots of terrorists. 
actually, as as far as birthdays go, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds quite epic, actually. <laughs> it was a good. But yeah, we started at ten, had a break for lunch and a break for dinner, so I could, you know, see the kids for a little bit and the wife, <laughs> and then uh, and then hop back on till you know about midnight. Very good, very good indeed. Well, you know, in in these times, I think that sounds like a pretty decent plan B. Yeah, yeah, could could have been a, a lot worse. So yeah, that was a nice time. Uh, what else? Been up to? Finally got my hands on not just Trouble in Waterdeep that you should probably see a video on the YouTube's of me playing. Yeah, it's got all cool. But also, what came on my birthday was the WWE set and associated team packs. Yowzers! So uh, Becky Lynch is primed and ready to go. Yawn. And because of your generosity, I've got four dice for her. <laughs> yes, yes, you have. Yeah. Don't make, don't make me regret it. Don't punish me for my kindness. 18 months worth of punishment, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's coming. That is definitely what's coming until she gets rotated out. So, yeah, um, uh, I'm going to pop my Becky Lynch cherry this evening once we've done recording. And you'll see that on the YouTube videos very soon that's uh, youtube forward slash the ministry of dice that is that was good did my food shopping marks and spencers because it was my birthday so i thought i'd go wild and spend the extra so wow very excited not very game related but i thought i'd throw that in there not just any food no <laughs> <laughs> it was nice i got a lovely cake and uh not game related so the plan was for my birthday we were going to go to gordon ramsay's restaurant in london and have his beef wellington because that's what he says when he's like Hell's Kitchen. That's his signature dish. So it was all booked, hotel and the works. So uh, I went to Marks and Spencers and got their version of a beef Wellington. Well, the nearest I could find was like a steak slice, but it was a posh one, uh, and, and had that instead. So uh, it was nearly. I'm sure it was just as just as good. Uh, there, there you go. Uh, anyway, gaming wise, other than that, obviously face to face isn't really been no possible at all um so been more on the uh the playstation apex i've got hit 100 on the battle pass well done you last night so i've got 10 more to the to get the extra special stuff which should do because there's a few weeks left um dice masters with yourself that troubling water deep i had to go with the god catcher if you want to see how that fed and spoiler it's not as good as you think then check out that video. Uh, playing Football Manager 2020 on my phone. I told you about that. That <laughs> su- sucked a few hours of my life down the toilet for that one. And that's me, me round up, really. Probably the most exciting thing was going to Mark Spencer's. Although, if you notice, when you leave the house, your missus and mine, probably not so much because they're still going to work. But I've left the house and I was just like, full like the anxiety of like, <laughs> I'm not at home anymore. <laughs> I've stepped out this front door in about a week and then the car started which was a relief and yeah it's bizarre times anyway I'm waffling what have you been up to what have I been up to Uh, so during these pandemic times I've been getting a few bits and bobs played with the kids so we've had Beastie Bar out this week we've had Cockroach Poker out this week we've had Panda Dice out this week uh, or we'll pass the pandas it's called and a little bit of Pokemon TCG so lots, lots going on in the in the six family household in terms of gaming. I've not been playing much with the hashtag competitive wife, as you just uh, mentioned. Being a healthcare worker, she is doing very long shifts and just doesn't got the head on her. Especially just wants to crash when she gets back. Yeah, and she's certainly not inclined to carry on our um, pandemic legacy campaign. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? She should be an expert. <laughs> true story true story <laughs> so there's not been a lot going on there and then um, as you rightfully said me and you have been getting some games on and by the time this comes out is it this weekend? no I've got uh, the Chris and Rob Game Room one shot coming up but that'll be the weekend after this comes out I think one shot one opportunity yeah the 18th Saturday the 18th that's going on uh, speaking of Chris and Rob's Game Room one of the things I've been doing is trying to sort of stay on top of the YouTube vids of the games that have been going out. Uh, so can we take a moment to say congratulations to our man, Troy. So Chris and Rob's Game Room, they, they run a, um, it's quite a lengthy event. They do it kind of around a week over a six or seven week period called the two team takedown. You have to have two different teams and then you have to win with both those teams to get your round win. 
and there's been one running for a while now. It's a legacy league as well, so there's a, quite an extensive ban list now. And Troy went on to win the championship final on that bad boy, so he's the he's the two team takedown winner this time around. Well done, mate. Yeah, Legacy 3, or they've given it a name, so uh, good job, Troy. So I've been watching quite a bit of the YouTubes, YouTube videos that have been knocking around. And speaking of YouTubes, I've been putting some content out. Yeah, I see. Yeah, what I did it. Plurific. Oh, what's the word? What I'm trying to say, plurific. Prolific. 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 You've put out loads, mate. Pluripotent echopraxia. What she said. Yeah, what she said. Yeah, you know, I put a fair bit out. I put a fair bit out. The most recent one was uh, about drafting. A few hints and tips for anyone interested in drafting when the new draft packs come down the pipeline. But I've done some stuff around, like, things I'm working on to be a better Dice Masters player and our gameplay vids. So quite a lot over there. And I've been trying to up my game on that. It's a bit rough and ready, but I'll get there eventually. Practice makes permanent and all that. Uh, So that's nice. One thing that I did um, with the kids, and this is a little tip, uh, if you're struggling with kids at home, is that we set them the challenge of creating their own board game, uh, and it did it did soak up probably a couple of days of the kids kind of working out their board games and creating them and making them, and then after that we play them, which is good. Ozzy did a top trumps kind of variant, and Daisy did like this board. She made the old board, and yeah, you, you go around the board and you move back one, and then you hit a challenge, and the challenge was like an exercise, like star jumps or push ups and sit ups and things like that. But yeah. As far as entertaining children go, that was a good kind of couple of days worth of effort that we uh, we managed to get out of them for that one. So that's a little tip. That's how that canine kleptomaniacs that I reviewed uh, came about. It was a family trying to keep the kids occupied, make a board game. I tell you what, I'll give you all, everyone, everyone listening right now, and you, Andy, I'll give you all a game you can make right now. This instant that will fill hours of time. Would you go Would ahead. you like Would you like that? It's called Yes No Banana. So everybody get a, a piece of paper and tear it up into three pieces. Yeah. And then write, yes on one, no on the other, and draw a banana on the third. Right. Then you fold them up so that what's written on them can't be seen. You need two other players, though, mate. That's the So you've made the game there, but you can't play it right now because you're recording with me. Oh, okay. But what you do is you, each player takes a random piece of paper, opens it, opens it up, takes a look. Whoever's got the no has to say, I've got the no. And then the yeses and the bananas have to convince the no that they've got the banana. And if the if the no guesses the banana correctly, they win. If the yes convinces them that they've got the banana, they win. I'll try that. Yes, no banana. Three pieces of paper with three words on them. Well, I like to draw the banana, you know, for a bit of flavour. For that extra tree, Mr. Six Mile. Yeah, you know, you know how I roll. Uh, yes, no, banana. So it can be quite, it's good. It could take a while because then you go, I'm the no, and then the yes and the banana just go, I've got the banana, it's me. Clearly, when have I ever, when have I ever misled you? You love me, right? You love me? You believe me that I've, I'm the banana? And then the yes goes, he's not got the banana. I've got the banana. I'm the banana. Don't go guessing him. That's not right. Daddy sends you on runarounds all the time. It's me. I'm the banana. And it goes on for ages. <laughs> and the kids love it. And you just need to be able to tear a piece of paper up into three and get a pencil to label them. Okay, so challenge for uh, this next two weeks. Uh, the Ministry of Dice presents Yes, No, Banana. Play at home. Let us know how you get on. <laughs> I picked that up from somewhere. I'm not sure where I picked it up from. Then. That's all right. We'll patent it, slap our brand all over it, and send it out to the world. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Once again, that's how we roll. You'll have a little acrylic dice with Yes, No, and Banana on. <laughs> and, and a little pawn. Leave, leave it with me. Leave it with me. I'll get that sorted. I've got, I've got an announcement. Have you? If you'd like it, yeah. We we strayed off the beaten path. I meant to bring it up when I was talking about CR Game Room. They're starting their next two-team takedown soon. So, oh, right. yeah, if you're interested in that, head on over to their website. It's crgr.rocks. They're looking for sign-ups for the 17th of April. That's a week on Friday. So you've you've done one before, haven't you? I have, yeah, yeah. How do you go about doing the two teams? That's what bit that's always got me a bit befuddled. It doesn't take much to get me befuddled. <clears throat> uh, what do you mean in terms of brewing them up? Yeah, having two different teams. You have the same card on it. Is that right? Yeah, you can't have the same card on. Yeah. How'd you get your 100 games in on each? Is that 200 well, games? Well, I don't really. That's probably why I lose them so often. <laughs> I don't. I can't offer any more on that one than that. What's, uh, the, what's the strategy? Do you have like a an attacking one, a defensive one, or different styles? Or 
Well, I mean, I'm sure different people approach it in different ways, but I just try and make the, the best team I can from each. Uh, in the last, it wasn't too bad because in the last kind of modern rotation, like if you wanted a prep global, you had three to choose from. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or if you wanted static field, you could have static field on one team and Kate Bishop on the other. So, or there was different ramp solutions and stuff. So I, I don't know how well it will work in the new modern because of that cardboard reduction and you know some of the utility pieces will disappear for a short while until the new sets come down the pipeline. But yeah, I just used to make the best team I could out of the two. I usually have two or three teams on the go anyway that are all using different cards. So with a bit of tinkering, yeah, you know. But uh, certainly, uh, if any of the more seasoned two team takedown players would like to offer their insights to Andy, then by all means get in touch. Let me know. I'm not sure if I'm going to be in much these next few weeks, so uh, it might be tough for me to to squeeze that in. But I'll have a I'll have a think about getting involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said that to me once today as well, and I don't know. I might be out. So I was complaining to Andy a little earlier on today that uh, my boss, my big big boss, has given us all some extra time off over Easter, and I'm feeling a little I don't know what the word is salty about Relieved. it. Yeah, because I'm like. So you give us this extra time off at this moment in time when I can't really do anything with that extra time off. <laughs> it's, it's like it's lovely and generous and all that, but I'm basically so I'm going to sit around at home having exactly the same day. I'm just not going to have my laptop out to do your work, which will probably make it go even slower in the first place. It's probably to catch up on all those Luther episodes. We're done. We've binged it all the way to the end, now, mate. Oh, 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 all the way. Yeah, all the way to the end. I'm on um, Into the Badlands now. Well, I've not seen that. Yeah, it's good. I quite like it, but I'm into my sort of chop socky kung fu stuff, and it's very... Uh, the action in it reminds me of Kill Bill. In a way, it's all kind of swords and you know, gymnastics and stuff. Um, Have you seen that crocodile thing yet? Crocodile thing? On Netflix. Not crocodile. Oh, you mean tiger? Big cats. Yeah, yeah, you know, same thing. I watched a couple of episodes and then sacked it off. Yeah, we started watching it with the kids and then very quickly realised that it was inappropriate for, uh, <laughs> for children. Uh, very much. Very much so. Yeah, no, I can that one. I've watched a couple of episodes and went, I can't carry on watching this. This is just like, uh, it's basically tor- torture porn. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's like it's like people who stop and look at car crashes on the off chance they'll see a severed limb. I'm like, no, I can't. Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> Not right. Not right at all. In these times, if anyone has any good suggestions for Netflix slash or whatever, you know, Disney Plus. I thought, I just thought you'd be in the high school musical, the series by now. It's on the list. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> As is all the Descendants films, which are now available to me. My kids love the Descendants. I've not watched it yet. It was your wife's um, recommendation that's uh, put those on my uh, <laughs> watch list. After I finished The Hunters. But those episodes are long. Uh, yeah, they are, yeah. Anyway, we are diverting. Right. We are. Well this off, is, this we? has been perhaps the, the, the quarantiniest, rambliest of off-topic, tangenty intros we've done in a long time. Yeah. So let's tell the listeners what they can expect in this episode, shall we, Mr. England? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Our first segment where we talk about the Netflix videos we have watched over the past two weeks. <laughs> And then there's a section on how you can wear your slippers for two weeks uh, without taking them off. Mm. And um, <laughs> and should I wash every day if I'm not leaving the house? That's yep. a question that we put towards Dice Masters guru Isaac uh, Via. Uh, he'll be answering all those questions in regards to uh, the smell of his armpits. And, and let's not forget our, our special feature, our summertime special feature, holiday, vacation locations, the spare room or the utility room, which has got more to offer. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll be talking to uh, uh, people with, with penthouse apartments who spent over the odds of them and asking them, do you wish you had a garden now? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, our first segment is going to be a, a, a bit of a chat about, so uh, you put this one on our radar, didn't you, Andy? Just some thoughts around kind of the move from LCG into blind products and what that might mean for the game moving forward this year. We it's then like back on topic. Nice. Back on topic. Yeah, it's a, last year was back in. I think we were labouring that joke. Um, then we've got a, a guest this week, folks. Uh, a lovely guest, tremendous, all American, smiling, handsome chap who's come along to join us to answer a few questions, have a little bit of interview time with me, and then face the gauntlet that is the Ministry of Dice's the bar. 
And then I've got a little bit of, uh, well, I noticed a notice actually in the paper that I thought I'd share with you all that you might find interesting. And with that, that should bring us to the close of our episode. Well, that seems like quite a lot to talk about when there's not really been much about Dice Masters going on the last few weeks. No, especially when we've uh, well over kingpin this intro. (laughs) It's going to be an absolute editing nightmare for you. I don't know if I'm going to have the time, mate. I don't know if I'm going to have the time. (laughs) Let's get on with the show. On with the show. Yes, welcome back, ladies and gents. And for this next segment now, we're just going to have a little bit of a chat, as uh, I mentioned in the intro, a little bit of a chat about the transition that's going to be happening from LCG back to the blind product setup and kind of some of our thoughts and uh, some of the benefits and challenges, some of the helps and hindrances that we see in that movement there. So I'm going to throw it over to you first, Andy. Why was it on your mind in the first place? It's a bit like Marmite, isn't it? I mean, people either love it or hate it. I have to say that I'm not a massive fan. I like the fact that, as it stands at the moment, when New Modern comes into play, everyone has got access to every card. There's no um, chasing for super rares. Everyone's on a level playing field. Everyone can get hold of the cut. Well, maybe not easily, but everyone can get hold of the cards. And that's all going to change. And there's some players that have come in since like Avengers Affinity have come in, so may not have many of the older cards anyway. And I thought it might be worth kind of having a chat what it's like. Brief chat. We'll keep it, you know, we always keep it concise. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and say, well, you know, how is it going to change? What we, I mean, the obvious thing is drafting. Everyone yes. loves to draft. Well, everyone seems to love to draft. Not, to be honest, I've never been a massive fan of it. It's certainly another aspect to the game. It's another way of doing the game to kind of change it up and keep it fresh. It should be fun. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, as a start in Salvo, that's a great point. I mean, that challenge of trying to figure out how to draft using the campaign boxes was something that was talked about on the social medias a lot and ideas were thrown around. In fact, we spoke to Jimmy at one point. I don't know if you remember. And I actually went through one of the sets and eliminated a few cards to make the numbers match up to make it an even. Yeah, he did one and I did the other. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you ever used that. I don't think I know, he often actually. comes comes to us for advice and <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't think he did in the end but uh, that that challenge is certainly off the cards and there's 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 a raft of players out there who do enjoy drafting who have not been as involved slowed down their playing keen to get back into drafting um so as a as a play format it kind of brings that back to the forefront and it's clearly designed to do that and the local gaming stores are going to appreciate that too. Yeah, it's going to be draft packs as opposed to the little blisters, or not blisters, you know, the little blind packs. Boosters. Boosters. Oh, it's been so long, I forgot the word. <laughs> they might have called them blister packs, actually. I think that's more what you got your little um, miniatures in when I was a kid. Anyway, c- anyway. concise. Uh, so, yeah, they're not, they're, so wastage is going to be down. That's very important in these modern times. Indeed, indeed it is. Um, but yes, equally, the packs well annoying when you had like what twelve different full packs. Where'd you put them? Did you put them on the floor? There's never loads of bins around in the game store, let alone a convention hall. And then what do you do? Do you feel guilty by just chucking them on the floor? Do you put them in these pile on the side? Not anymore. You got a little box. Absolutely recyclable, no less. You put the stuff back in the box and you can carry it home. Indeed, you can. Yeah. But what it does mean though is that that little kind of ninety-nine p on your way out or I'll just grab two or three of these with the change in my pocket is gone, isn't it? The, so I was thinking about well, one of the things that's on my mind at the minute, but setting aside the drafting format just as a as a play set to collect and, and buy for constructed is that we're back to the chase. And I was looking at, uh, for example, the Dark Phoenix Saga spoiler that WizKids gave us to put out last week, the Master Mold, that's a super rare card, and it looks like a fun super rare card to play with, and in fact it looks like one you could build a team around, but it's a super rare, and with your 99p little two card, two dice packs, going on the chase didn't quite feel as painful as having to foot a £9 bill each time and yeah. still not, you know, I'm not articulating myself very well, I don't think, but do you get what I mean? The- yeah, I mean, it's, you, you drop a tenner on a box of your team packs at the moment, roughly a tenner, and it's going to be the same for, was it 12 random cards, 20 random cards? How many are in there? 12, I think. 12, just just random cards, random dice. You don't know what's in it. They could be good. It could be a part of crap. And to get the set, you, you're looking, um, oh, it's a mish because, you know, you get your duplicates. Yes. 
And the dice, you, you get two dice per card as well, so you'll be swimming in the stuff. So I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about going back to the chase, especially when there's attractive-looking cards. Um, as spoilers have been coming out, I've been paying very close attention to the colour of that bar, you know, across the bottom of the of the um, text box. You know, is that is it? That's a yellow bar, or that's a red bar. That means it's going to be a rare. It's going to be a super rare. It's going to be hard to get a hold of, and that's got me a little bit concerned because there's a few cards that are rares and super rares that I think, yeah, I'd like to build a team around that, and I think that'd be fun to play. And I'm concerned that I'd have to go back into that either buying in bulk like a maniac or go, go back into the trading game, which I wasn't really ever much of a fan of, or pay the no. secondary market price. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's paying for the the cards. I mean, I got out of the habit of having to pay 50 quid for, for a particular car that you really needed. I'm not sure how well I'm going to adjust back to it. Mm. Um, that Jubilee mall rat dropping 50 quid on that was, was painful. Uh, if you, if you aren't lucky and you don't get it in your, I suppose, draft pack box or your gravity feed that we used to have, it's, yeah, it's going to be an adjustment to make. Yeah. And I've, I've not paid much attention to the, the rarity distribution. Uh, I, I know some people will have paid much closer attention to that out there. So if anyone wants to drop me a line and just clue me in a bit better. Somebody's asked me about it recently, and I didn't know the answer. Yeah. But I've got a feeling it's it's harder to get your hands on the rares and the super rares through the draft pack model than it was through the booster model. So not only have I got the kind of, well, it's not so painful to drop two or three quid every visit to my local store and just chance my hand to see if I get a, a missing card that I'm after. So you've got that element there because it's, you know, a draft pack's nine quid rather than a couple of quid you might spend on a couple of boosters. But then equally, I've, I've got a feeling the distribution is not quite as good for getting closer to your completed set. But you'll definitely have four plus dice for everything. <laughs> yeah, you can have dice. So if you saw Chris's big red box, is it, if you've got big red, your big red box, which is just full of scads of scads of dice in there. Um, Indeed, and wondered how he got there. You're about to find out. I've got, uh, <laughs> I've got dice. I've got boxes of dice everywhere. I've got a big old like one of those uh, big Tupperware tubs full of the stuff. I've got a Civil War graphy brimming over with God knows how many dice. Mm. It just seems a bit wastage to me. I'm not a fan. Well, one you can probably tell. Certainly, one recommendation that I would make to players, certainly anyone who's not not played Dice Masters in the in the blind format before, keep your surplus dice organised. Don't end up with a true Mr. Six red box of random dice because yeah. when you come to try and pass them along and get rid of them, it's it's an absolute nightmare when someone says, well, I could do with a couple of this and a couple of that and a couple of these. And I'm like, I know I've definitely got two of each of those and I can get them for <laughs> you. However, can you wait six to eight weeks? <laughs> because it takes ages for me to go through and every time i try and have a bit of a sort out it's such a it's it's like the ironing man i've let it pile up so high i don't want to do it uh, bead boxes yeah bead boxes. little plastic kind of clippy boxes that craft places sell for beads and little crafty trinkety things that's why i've got them all kind of allocated out in it's you know it's funny you should mention that because the reason you first started talking about this with me as a segment idea was saying that all the sets have had campaign boxes recently and there's no campaign boxes for the draft pack sets. How am I going to store my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose if you've bought two campaign boxes for the max dice, suddenly that might be worthwhile because you can uh, relabel them up. I'm not a massive fan. If you spend that much money on something to like put a little label on a campaign box where it's not what's actually branded on it. That doesn't bother me. You invest in something like I've invested, you know, about 100 quid in this water deep and WWE. But what I have got is I've got a nice box, all branded with a label on the front. It looks very nice. Go on the shelf. Just bash bosh. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I can't, it's not how I see it, but I don't, I don't have any, um, you know, <laughs> don't have any fervent objections. Last couple of sets, Tomb of Annihilation and Thor, I bought off of a person who sold the whole set. Right. Uh, so just kind of went in. I won't name him. People probably know who he is. I just don't want to name him in case he gets offended. But uh, it was good. It was a good deal. And he sent them over from America. And I just had the right dice and the right cards. And that was that. So hopefully someone will take the uh, all by the horns, buy a load, organise them out, and I'll buy them off you. Well, okay, there you go. There's an offer, folks. There's an offer. 
Yeah, so all you need to do is invest hundreds and hundreds of pounds into the new set, separate them all out into uh, <laughs> separate bits with the right cards and dice, uh, and then give me a good offer for it, and I'll buy it off you. There you go. I can't say we'll get inundated now. Inundated? I hope so. Yeah, so I think as far as uh, we wanted to make this one a short segment, but just to let me get my head around what we've said so far. So uh, draft packs, good for stores looking to get the draft off the go. Not so good if you don't like the chase or you, you like to collect the sets or have complete sets. Uh, storage is a problem. And also, if you were a fan of being able to just buy it and get everything, then, you, then you're sorted, aren't you? Yeah. And also, if you if you like the £1 uh, booster, or you know, buy two or three, drop a couple of quid, whatever, in your pocket, then it's, it's a bit more of an investment per purchase. Yeah. I've forgotten about that. I used to love it. That was um, Age of Ultron. I used to go into the little store that was near me. And like, just see what was in my pocket, like what, what, what change I had. And then, you know, buy some boosters and he'd always go, chuck another one in. And I'd go, okay, we'll do. And then walk out and then yeah, yeah. see if I've so, got any good ones. So if I, so, um, regular listeners will know very well that I, I play down at Element Games in Stockport quite often. And I would make sure around like lunchtime at work think, oh, I'm, I'm going up to Element Games later. I, I better get a tenner out. So I go to the cash machine and get a tenner out. And I would end up dropping the whole tenner basically because by the time i bought a couple of cups of tea and a flapjack or whatever from from the bar or if i wasn't driving have a beer and then i'd spend maybe six or seven quid in total out of that tenner and think well i'll just pick up three or four boosters on my way out <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. and I, I must have bought so many boosters around the civil war time chasing that bloody ronin between employees <laughs> but uh equally like i would just chance my hand and go uh, especially when the foils came around i'd be like well if I get a foil version of a card I've already got, that's still a win. Yeah. And they and the price they dropped the price a little bit. It was like eighty nine p instead of ninety nine p, so you could get four instead of three. You know what I mean? And it just and I quite liked that element of it all. So even though going back to blind product might be attractive to some because you can get your drafting again, and the draft packs are very convenient for the process of playing a draft format. I'm just thinking from a collector point of view. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I was just thinking back then, and it was I remember getting the rare wasp, you know, the really good one from Age of Ultron. Sure, sure. And um, being, oh, I've got it. And like, it was quite exciting at the time. I was like, oh, I've got like three dice for it. That's really exciting. Uh, now I've got like 400 of the flipping things. Mm. And, um, anyway, I think we've waffled on far too long about this. Yeah, there we go. So there's a few thoughts, folks. Um, so what do you think about the transition, the uh, upcoming transition back? Well, I say transition. There's the Spider-Man set that's still LCG due as well. But largely speaking, the movement away from LCG back into the draft pack blind product format. Does it suit you? Doesn't it suit you? Are there any of the points we've made? Can I change your view on that? Or have you got anything you think that we've we've not mentioned? By all means, get in touch. Uh, head on over to the blog, britroll6.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page. You'll see the contact us button. Send us a note. Or find us on facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice. Send us a note there. We've got email addresses now as well, haven't we? Oh, yeah, we have actually, yeah. So you can email chris at britroll6.com or andy at britroll6.com. Oh, I might have been true Mr. Sit. Oh, well, that was slick, wasn't it? No, I'm pretty that sure. I, I'm pretty sure I put Chris at BritRoller6.com, Andy at BritRoller6.com, and Ministry of Dice at BritRoller6.com. So you can even send us an email now, folks. Wow, we've got email. Yeah, we've and let us let us know your thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> we've caught finally. But let us know your thoughts on the move from LTG to um, blind products, and maybe we'll read you out in the next episode. Yes, hello and welcome back, folks. And once again, has the Ministry of Dice got an exceptional treat for you. It's a man of many, many talents joining us today. He can do an OBS overlay like no other can in the world of Dice Masters. It's Ross from the Weekly Dice Arena. Welcome, Ross. Hey, hey, Chris and Andy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're quite, quite welcome, my man. You're quite, quite welcome. Uh, and I indeed mean it, a man of many talents. Your Twitch OBS overlays make me green with envy. I, I can't take credit for all of them. I have a friend who loves doing that sort of thing, and uh, I usually just try to assemble things based on little pieces, but it ends up looking all right, I, I guess. Well, I yeah, think it's a secret, uh, mate. Friends. What, ha- have friends? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, okay, well, Andy, a friend. I have a friend. <laughs> Andy, you're my only friend, and you can't do anything. <laughs> oh, I know. Except for trim Sorry. Kenneth Williams's nose hairs. That's the fashion designer for WWE from 1987 to 1992, mate. What more do you want? I know, 
Well, yeah, but we do podcasting. People don't see what we're wearing. Okay. Very little. Or if we're wearing. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Well, let's not go there. Andy's just got a top hat on and a bow tie. And a smile. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Always a smile. Always a smile. <laughs> it's called a smirk in the industry. <laughs> a smirk. <laughs> well, Ross, it has been long overdue. I was saying to you before we started recording, it's been long overdue since we, we should have had you on. You've been on our wish list for some time now. Uh, I'll confess to the listeners, as I've just confessed to you, I thought you lived further west than you do. And so I, I never really thought we could get it together because of the time difference. And the worldwide circumstances being what they are right now, I thought, ah, here's our opportunity to get Ross on. And then earlier on today, you were like, I'm ready. What's <laughs> I'm like, what? It's, an hour- it's hours away. What's going on? <laughs> right. Well, it, it, full transparency, it was, it was like 30 minutes after our supposed meetup time. And I was like, oh, I totally, I've totally screwed this up already. Um, but yeah, East Coast time for me. Well, yeah. Well, in, in actual fact, you were two and a half hours early. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I like so, to run my calendar. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Unlike Andy here, who runs himself two and a half hours late. Never late. <laughs> so, a wizard is never late or early. He's exactly what he needs to be. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, so the list- that one. So the listeners don't know, they don't, they won't understand any of that wizard stuff. That's just for me and Ross. <laughs> just just right. for you two, mate. If there's extra wizard drops in this uh, podcast, you guys will just never understand. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's just a little in-joke for the three of us. We're a very inclusive podcast that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ross, uh, listeners, I'd be surprised if we've got a listener who isn't aware of who you are, but if... If that was the case, what would you be most well known for in the world of Dice Masters? Uh, well, I'd probably be lo- known for running the weekly Dice Arena every Tuesday night. It is a online, different format each week bracket that uh, that I run. We run three rounds of Swiss, uh, and it's been running for ninety-two weeks. The wow. weekly Dice really that's yep, uh, coming up on a hundred. How do you uh, how do you manage to keep your formats fresh in the, in that? <laughs> <laughs> haven't gone so well, long. So uh, to be honest, some of the formats are way off the beaten path. They're just things that uh, that I've brewed up. And because I can post them a few days in advance, people are generally like, oh, okay, I can make this work. But they, they are sometimes weirder than the normal ladies' night or single energy or whatever. Sometimes they do get weird. Sometimes, you know, we play some of the standards as well, though. I, I love that, though. I always keep half an eye on what you're doing because th- there's thievable formats to take down to our local game store. But uh, we're we're huge advocates of that. The uh, how to describe? Well, we usually say getting the dusty cards out of the binder that don't see the light of day. Sure. You know, in a weird, weird and wonderful format can do that. But I, I suppose there's never been a better time to speak to you, Ross, because at, at this present moment in history, online play is definitely the way to go. It's true. When people are trapped inside, maybe potentially are on leave or something like that, just, uh, you know, pull up the dice and a webcam, and there's plenty of people on the Discord or otherwise to uh, to scrap a game with. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you're not feeling that, then rock up to the Weekly Dice Arena every Tuesday night. There you go. Yeah, see? Got got that little plug in there for you, mate. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Of course... And if you're not uh, sure it- how to... Uh, to, to- to set up an online Dice Masters setup, you can try uh, YouTube forward slash Ministry of Dice, where there's uh, at least four videos of how how people have set theirs up. Yeah, we've not had a mod cribs off you yet, Ross. Come on now. I know. I actually, when you first posted the request of like, you know, everybody submit a video of your setup, I was like, this is perfect for me. And then it sort of hit me all at the, the you know, coronavirus, everything's coming all at once and, and stay home and work and whatever else. Um, but... If you're still collecting those, which maybe you are. Absolutely. You are indeed. There you go. If you're still collecting them, I will gladly shoot one for you. Tremendous. There you go. You all heard it here, folks. That's a commitment. Live to drive. Yeah. Yeah, no, we are absolutely still collecting them, Ross. I mean, it's one of those things that we would hope we could just keep going and going and going forever because there'll be new players coming along and we can get them to put their cribs over. Yeah, certainly if you're you're listening, you're like, here they go again about online play. Please do go and take a look at those videos, including the very first one where we showed setups, because you really will get an appreciation for all the weird and wonderful dining rooms, living rooms, basements, (laughs) attics, tables, desks, um, backs of lorries. 
Yeah, the, the the people are playing in, and you'll just see how straightforward and easy it is. And also, you get to see folk like Ross here, who are just super warm and welcoming in the online community. So, uh, I appreciate please, that. Please do. But to, to to bring it back round to Ross, so yeah, you, you you're clearly a big advocate of online play, such as we are. Do you have a local scene, Ross? I do not, which is one of the things that that pushed me into being big online. My brother lives two hours south of me, so that is the closest quote-unquote local scene that I have. So when big events come around or we're drafting or whatever, I do go down there. But just on a week-by-week or day-by-day basis, meeting up online is is much easier for me. Sure. Yeah, and that's it. You know, it's not an unusual story, that, is it? You're not alone there particularly. But, you know, just... just get a bit of get up and go about you and you can you can get yourself some games every tuesday although you don't don't always play do you 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 quite often just commentate on you on your stream yeah sometimes i'll build a team to fill the first round by if there's going to be an odd number of players just because you know i'd hate for people to to set aside time on a tuesday night and then only get to play two of the three matches that's sort of shallow but um yeah more often than not i am just going to commentate two other people's matches and if people were interested in watching that commentary where would they find that ross they can find me on the Discord. Uh, they could find us on Facebook at the Weekly Dice Arena. They could find me on Twitter at Weekly Dice Arena or on YouTube. Just type in the Weekly Dice Masters Arena. And they can watch live on Twitch as well, can't they? That's right. So the actual live broadcast, if you're if you're up and ready for it, is on Twitch, uh, which some people are, are super foreign with Twitch, which is kind of uh, I've been watching for a while. But I know that that is one barrier that is you know, up for people. They're like, what's Twitch? It's really just a site for watching other people play video games. And in our case, watching other people play Dice Masters. But uh, yes, on Twitch, my handle there is Final Ross Battle. Like a play on Final Boss Battle. Huh? You guys get it? You get it? See what you did there. Yeah, see what you did there. Very good. So Final yes, we are there. Battle. There it is. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So if someone wanted to just have a peek and see kind of how does this go, what's this all about, before they dip their toe in having a having a play themselves, they could hop onto Twitch and, and give that a watch to get a flavor of what's going on, couldn't they? That's true. We had two new viewers last night who were interested in, in starting the quest of online play, but just didn't really understand how that whole, you know, set up, get your, get your opponents, call out what rooms you're in, et cetera. So, yeah, if you're yeah. just trying to get familiar with how the flow of things works, I definitely would say stop on by or even if you don't have three hours to set aside or so just if you got 20 minutes to come sit down and interact in the chat that's sort of my my shtick is uh, i would much rather interact with people live on twitch uh than export a video or something like that it's just sort of gives another facet of the game that i think uh we're, we're lacking otherwise yeah, very good. Okay, well, we, we'd highly recommend it. I, I'm, I've often, I often, the videos stay on your Twitch channel for 30 days afterwards. So I often hop in and watch, because uh, clearly I'm not up at the same, it's the dead of <laughs> night for us while you guys are playing, but I often go and have a little peek and see or a click through. And it is, you, it is just, you know, drop in, drop out kind of stuff. And you sometimes upload yep. them to YouTube as well, don't you? That's right. If, uh, if I'm, Remembering super well that week, I will uh, chop it up into the individual games and export to the YouTube channel. Yeah, very good. Very good. Um, speaking of commentating, one of the other reasons that listeners may know you, Ross, is because you were uh, you joined Steve on in the commentary booth for the World Championship last year. Yes, yes, yes. That was super fun. Uh, we got asked, Stephen and I, Mr. DM Armada, to commentate and judge at the World Championships in Memphis, Tennessee. It was really, really fun. You know, being the first World Championship, it was sort of up in the air about how that was going to be. You know, what's the venue going to look like? What's attendance going to be like? Uh, what's the, the support from WizKids going to be like? And everything just ended up just above and beyond what I thought it was going to be. So I can't wait uh, to see what this year is going to bring. Yeah, well... <laughs> that's uh if if this year brings something <laughs> yeah prepare for the worst and hope for the best and all that there you go crossing the fingers yeah absolutely you, you are aware of course uh ross that that you and steve were asked because me and andy weren't available aren't you you're aware of that i i was told directly by whiz kids that we were second on the list uh that you all were first and just couldn't make it unfortunately and that they would have to bring the b squad in sure but you did an exceptional job nonetheless. Well, thank you. Thank you. It was, it was really fun. Like I said, uh, big shout outs to Steven and Ryan, who were sort of the 
the hardware end of things and the, you know, I was just, I was just bringing the words really. It, if if I can only contribute enthusiasm, then I've done my job. So, <laughs> nice. well, well, that you did in spades, and it was a very enjoyable stream to watch. Definitely, I, I was with you through the whole journey, as you well know. Um, Fantastic. So- yeah, good times, good times indeed. Uh, and you can go and watch them on Steve's channel, of course, on DM Armada. That's right. They should all be there. And hopefully, you know, as you guys were saying, hopefully rising to the top of the algorithm of like more recent Dice Master videos. Well, you really, you really have it. Relevant. He's really, I've been paying attention. Yeah, yeah, he's on top of it. Absolutely. This is what we like. This is the kind of guests we should have on more often, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a really good point. Like, um, you know, when when someone searches for Dice Masters online, especially, or even uh, Dice Masters Championship or something like that, you know, the first video that pops up is 2016 Nats or something like that, where the players, you know, I'm not going to say they're not relevant anymore, but they're not the same people that are flitting around the Discord and things like that, where if you want to have contact with the top players or if you want to have contact with or bring up conversation with a team that you saw on a video, those people, you know, aren't really... Um, about these days but some of them are but for the majority you know you're going to see some some people that haven't played in a few years as well as some cards who haven't been played in a few years especially in uh, competitive formats yeah absolutely and i think that i mean steve was right he gave me some feedback saying well that's it's a tall task but i think it's just a possibility to live into but my concern is that a new player who Googles it, as you say, Googles Dice Masters, gets presented with 2015, 16, 17 content. Old content looks like old games. And I know that, you know, some out there have commented and said, well, you know, this is a question of production values. And are they really that far removed from what, what the current state of the game is? And, and, and I get that. I appreciate those comments, but I think there is something about, dedicated, passionate, enthused, to use, you know, as you say before, enthusiasm towards the game that goes something beyond, beyond technical capability. And if we can just get it a little bit higher up, then maybe casual lucky lose might go, oh, yeah, there is some stuff going on with this game. Maybe I mm-hmm. will jump in and, and get involved. Right. It's yeah. sort of a chicken chicken before the egg sort of thing. Do, do, you, do you get people watching it before it's good do you get you know do you make it higher quality and then people start watching it you know it's hard to say which comes first there but it as content creators i I feel like we all appreciate that when somebody asks for higher quality content or production then it's like well you know the the risk reward sort of thing or the investment for the reward is is definitely the incentive is sometimes not matching for the uh, the tall order of Oh, you know, just simply make your production better or simply, you know, whatever else the request is. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the, the, I suppose the whole thing about content creation is that it, it is rough and ready. It is iterative. And we can see that in the, in, in these pandemic times that there's a lot of celebrities out there who are putting content out with just the reverse camera on their phone, you know, mm-hmm. so. I don't know what do people want, but anyway, yeah. Thank you for reading, Ross. I suppose that's the long <laughs> oh, yeah. way around to say thank you for reading, and and we are clearly on the same page there. So, just one final question, really, and then then we'll get down to the real business of the day. What's on your hot list at the moment, Ross? What are you playing around with? What's your what's your team of choice? So, for new modern, I actually sort of have already ditched current modern, just because it's sort of had its time, and I've played a lot yeah. in that era. Lots of great cards being rotated out, but new modern, uh, I guess my my go-to currently, if someone says, I want to play a new modern competitive team, I play a um, Green Lantern Justice League team with the Asuka to get the minus two discount for your masks. Uh, so you play Zatanna or, um, who is it, Plastic Man or something is the other three-cost mask Justice League. So it's a, it's yeah. a Justice League Green Lantern. And again, there's not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of bulk direct damage mitigation. So uh, with Bishop gone... A lot of those control pieces that, that shut down large amounts of direct damage. Uh, that's that's sort of where the direction I was headed towards. Yeah, very good. Yeah, that's a Green Lantern human. I want to say. I I want to say that too, but I don't actually know. The one that says well, uh, give all of your Justice League characters when they attack for as many matching energy symbols are in your reserve pool. Uh, you do that much damage to your opponent. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a great card. I used to love the original Lantern Ring Limited only by imagination, which that is clearly inspired by i spent a lot of time playing around with that bad boy so uh i approve that choice 
Not that you needed my approval. <laughs> no, but there I mean, go. it'll get through today, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that concludes our little chitter-chatter section, Ross. Now now it's down to the – you're in for the gauntlet. Woo. The, the, real, the real business of the day, the real reason why we've invited you on, uh, because not only are you here to have a bit of a conversation with us, but you're here to participate in the Ministry of Dice's legendary The Bar Quiz. Dun, dun, dun. That's daunting. Theme tune. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, I'll put it in now. Now. <laughs> no, hang Can on. Can you sing it? Sing it now and then put it in post. Bum, 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 dun, dun. Boom. See, now you have options. <laughs> I'm going to hand you over to Andy now, Ross. It's uh, over to the Quizmaster who's been whittling away in his cue branch to get your questions together. Okie doke. So, the Ministry of Dice the Bar, it's a quick-fire quiz. Two minutes, I'll ask you as many questions as I can. If you give the right answer, I will say correct. If you give the wrong answer, I will give you the correct answer. Uh, If you want to play tactical, then you can pass, and I will move straight on to the next question. Chris will give us a minute, a 30-second, and a 10-second. Yeah, I've got the timer ready. It'll keep the, uh, the scores, and we'll see how you do after the two minutes is gone. Your specialist subject that you have chosen is five cost bolts. Just just before we go any further, is that possibly the most specific choice we've had so far? <laughs> it is quite specific. It's nearly as specific as Spider Friends that um Ben did. <laughs> oh that's which right. Is like yeah. 10 well, I, I I was like, well, without having knowledge of everything that's been proposed, I'll just pick something that I know that no one else has picked. So here we are. That's fair, very- that's fair. Yeah. I, I it did restrict my was... uh, questions of how, what the purchase cost is and what the energy type is. They're all five cars and they're all <laughs> bolts. <laughs> Very good. Okay, Actually, well, I'm ready with the time. Easy questions. Say that again, Ross, sorry. I was just saying, uh, you know, I just wanted some easy outs for some of the questions that I thought might be coming my way. <laughs> I see. Not today. I see. Tactical. I like it. I like it. Okay, well, I've got the timer ready. Uh, Ross, are you set? I am set. Andy, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, then. On three, two, one, go. Firestorm, Jason and Ronnie from the Justice League set is one of my favourite cards. What happens when you field a Bolt character die whilst he is active? Deal one damage to opponent. Oh, it's two damage to character or player. Uh, what two keywords feature on Melinda May, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. promo? Pass. What is the colour of the Melinda May promo die? Blue. Correct. What are the only type of character that can block Merlin, League of Assassins, from the Green Arrow and Flash set? Crossovers. Correct. Mjolnir, Thor's hammer from the AVX set, deals how much damage to non-Thor characters when rolled on a burst face? Six. Or was five. Nova, human rocket from AVX, does what each time he is damaged in the attack step? Um, two damage to opponent. Correct. SPDR has two five-cost bolt character cards in the Mighty Thor step. Uh, what affiliation are they? One minute. Spider Friends. Correct. What is the subtitle of the uncommon Yondu card from Guardians of the Galaxy who deals one damage to your opponent for each of your active Guardian characters? Needly Needle Needle. Uh, no, it's Ruthless Pirate. Um, all three varieties of Superwoman from World's Finest set are five-cost bolts. What is the global on the cards? Pass. Uh, what is the color of the Superwoman die? Green. It's black. What is the subtitle seconds. of the rare satchel of unlimited weaponry? Ooh. Pass. What is the keyword on Martian Manhunter Green Martian from the Justice League set? Overcrush. Correct. Blue Dragon, Ma- Minion Dragon from Battle of Furun has Breath Weapon what? Two. Ten seconds. Correct. Cable from UXM has two five-cost bolt cards. Both of them have alt art versions. One has Three, a subtitle, Techno two, Organism. What is one. the subtitle of the other? Bionic Commando. <laughs> it's close. It's Time Traveler. <laughs> 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 oh. it's, it's very different to listening than when you're sitting under the pressure of it. Of course. I mean, I was going with the, uh, I was going to up Kim and Jocelyn and say, I wanted to get at least two of them. Correct. Well, fair play. Yeah. I mean, you did get at least two of them. Correct. There was some passes in there, Andy though. Okay. Uh, uh, question ones? two. 
the two keywords on the Melinda May Agent of Shield promo is Iron Will and Team Watch. And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Number nine. Number nine. That is all three rarities of Superwoman from the world's finest set are five cost bolts. The global is pay one energy to convert any number of your energy to bolts this turn. And then number 11. That is... The subtitle of the rare satchel of unlimited weaponry is... Chimichanga. Ah, Classic Chimichanga. If if it's any consolation, Ross, you did far better than I would. I was sat here going, I don't know that. I don't know that. But would you like your final score? I would love it. Okay, then let's have a look. One, two, five, six. Hey. Hey. That's good. They were quite hard, those questions. They were pretty tough, yeah. Um, Those were good, yeah. I'd have got like one, I think. (laughs) Which one? I knew the Superwoman one. That's it, basically. Oh, Nova. I knew Nova. Rare Nova. Yeah. That's about it. Decent score. (laughs) Well done, mate. Very well done, Ross. Very well done. Yeah. Yeah. He sounds disappointed. Does he sound disappointed, Andy? No, I think he sounds he sounds reasonably happy. I I was disappointed. I think that, see going back now, you know, when you're on the spot, much harder. But now I'm like, ah, Superwoman's dice, black. That makes sense. Probably could have got her global if I was really thinking about it. But that's the whole point. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, absolutely. It's the added pressure. There we go, then, Ross. That that's bringing us near, near to the end of the segment. Just uh, before before we send you on your many merry way, is there anything else you'd like to bring up, point out, let the let the listeners know, etc.? No, I think uh, just reiterate if if you're interested in playing online, now is the time. There's almost all hours of the day. There is somebody in the Discord that's looking for a game. If you want somebody to help you, just test your setup. I know people are intimidated by webcams and programs and whatever else, but really, with one webcam and an internet URL, you could be playing Dice Masters online. Um, so hit up the Discord if you're not already there. And if you're free on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time, you should come play in the weekly Dice Arena. We had Last week, we had 10 players, which tied our biggest bracket ever. We're trending upwards, which is great. Tremendous news, and look at that, like a pro. Plugged like a pro. Well done, Ross. Well, my sincerest thanks for coming along and joining us today, my good man. Thank you, mate. It was a pleasure. We'll wrap that up there in the interest of Kingpin, and we'll move on to the next segment. Say ta to Ross, everyone. Bye. So, Andy, I was flicking through the Ministry of Dice Tribune the other day, it's a local paper around these parts, uh, and I noticed quite an interesting... Um, I noticed quite an interesting notice, I was about to say, but you, you get what I mean. Uh, there was a notice in there that, that stood out to me that I thought might be of interest to you. Oh, what did you notice? Well, it was in the obituary section. Would you like me to read it to you? Well, that's sad. Well, yeah, okay, listen. L- listen, listen. I'll listen. Oh, thank you. Okay, well, here we go then. Uh, so let me just find it. Is it too sad? No, no, you'll be fine. You'll be I'm, fine. I'm quite delicate in these uh, self-isolation times. Let me just turn to the obituaries page in the paper. Ministry of Dice Tribune. It's a great paper, actually, around here. Very informative. Okay, here we go. I found it. I found it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Shriek Sonic Beam left us peacefully while in a dusty Ultra Pro binder on Friday, the 20th of March, 2020. It is believed her passing was caused by her annoyingly overabundant presence at almost every competitive event, and she was just simply too exhausted to carry on. She is predeceased by Dwarf Wizard, the OG Blanca, and now joins him in the promised land that is a surplus collector's box of retired golden cards that sit in the attic. Many will recognise her best as the lazy one-stop control card used by power-hungry aggro players the world over, and will thank her for her many years of service protecting their ridiculous beat sticks and their one-turn kill attempts. She will be remembered for her first-turn purchasable cost, the fact she targeted cards, not dice, and her ready availability from featuring in a team pack. Never has one card been so widely reported as hated, yet so persistently featured in the competitive teams of players across the globe. Also, has there never been a card quite so at fault for eliciting the use of four-letter words and salty frustration from players of principle, often far too close to families of gamers quietly enjoying something like Pokemon TCG on the next table? Any claims that she was a brazen hussy who was happy to play with any win condition are entirely true. And by her own admission, she often wore her Jezebel trollop status with pride, flashing a pair of dice provocatively, tempting opponents to buy their own shriek first 
or even dare to ramp to a Wonder Woman or a Madame Mask in time. She is survived by her three successors, Gazer, Becky Lynch and Typhoid Mary. Shriek's demise will now allow them to emerge from her shadow as the removal options of choice, while continuing her legacy of absolute lunacy when it comes to gameplay imbalance. There will be no service of any kind. Most people claim they didn't want to see her when she was around, even though they played her all the time, so we'll skip all the artificial respect now that she's moved on. Please give generously through PayPal to the Ministry of Dice at BritRoller6.com in her memory. Isn't that a lovely little little note there? I wonder who wrote that. I don't know, presumably by some by some thoughtful relative of Shriek's who wanted to let the world know that she'd shuffled this mortal coil. I think it's rather sweet myself. She gone. She gone, bitches. See you later, Shriek. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we are then, folks. As all things must, this episode has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed rambling across it. Yeah, we <laughs> call it the uh, the isolation rambler. Yeah, we, we had a little discussion between recording segments. Um, we believe that the quarantine has obviously affected us to the point where we're so excited just to talk to another human being outside of our immediate family that <laughs> we've managed to keep this episode way off track. So we hope you enjoyed coming along for that ride with us nonetheless. Yeah, let us know. Better than normal, worse than normal. Yeah, well, just write to us. Just write to us. Send us yeah. a message, anything. Interact. <laughs> <laughs> well, all joking aside, though, I would love to know what people think about the movement from LCG back into the drafting blind product. So give us a shout if you've got any thoughts you'd like us to share on that. Um, very passionate one way or the other, seems to be. Yeah, that does appear to be the case, but uh, certainly any of our regular listeners or the top fans, if you want to get in touch, um, we'll read you out in the next episode. Also, let us know uh, how you feel about the Shriek obituary, although, Jocelyn, I'm very well aware of how you feel about it. (laughs) Other than that, I don't think so. Just the usual stuff. Make sure you check out the YouTube content that we've been putting out. We've got gameplay videos, team building hints and tips, random thoughts, reviews of things. Uh, including some non-Dice Masters games. So it would really support us and uh, help us out. And we would appreciate if you took the time to go and check us out, hit the subscribe, hit the like, watch a few of the vids. That would be lovely. Uh, also, don't forget BritRoller6.com. I'm, I regularly post articles on there. The Master Mold spoiler that I mentioned earlier is over there. If you haven't caught a glimpse of that, that's a beast of a card that you should definitely go and check out. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, and if you have got some spare time, which I'm sure you do, then hit up iTunes and leave us a review. Oh, yeah, that'd be lovely. Yeah, do that. Yeah, definitely do that. Well, I say leave us a review. Leave us a five-star review. If you don't want to leave us a five-star review, then just don't bother. Oh, we'll take a four-star. If you don't want to, then do it anyway. Yeah, or we'll take a four-star. That'll be fine, I think. Four-star, like (laughs) the old petrol. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, deep cut. Okay, well... um, (laughs) There's nowhere to go with that one. No, I, I couldn't. I didn't have anything. Nothing for you, mate. Nothing for you. I mean, I was, uh, for a moment, I thought about talking to the listeners about that time that you worked out in the Midwest over in the US and you had that little job at that petrol station. But I remembered about that unfortunate incident with that couple and I thought best not to bring it up. Oh, you need to plan those a bit better, I think. need to plan, plan those a bit better. <laughs> what, because, yeah. I, because I have a history of planning them oh so well up to Because well, <laughs> <laughs> I was in the Midwest. I wasn't working in a petrol station. I was working in one of those oil kind of drill places. And then we were contacted by NASA because there was an asteroid about to hit the Earth. And they were sent up into space. It was me and a band of misfits who also liked to work on an oil refinery. Uh, and um, we slingshotted round the moon, back at the, the other side of the asteroid, drilled a hole in it, planted a nuclear bomb unfortunately it couldn't be detonated so i had to stay behind and i detonated it and died and um uh, saved the world well thanks for that i appreciate it that reminds me vince mcmoan still hasn't written back mcmoan what yeah you know the wrestling guy i've actually sent him that letter twice in print Uh, and by email oh yeah (laughs) still no reply it's probably the coronavirus it's just delaying things isn't it yeah everyone's got a lot on well then, folks, we'll wrap it all there then. I've been Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. Becky Lynch. i say it again because she's got three abilities, so I've got another one to do next time as well. Okay, fair play. Toronto. Bye. <laughs>
You're a wizard. So, yeah. So just, just give it a. <laughs> hey, Ross has already started. He's trying to outdo you on the Harry Potter. Yeah, I can see. I don't. I don't even like it. It's so badly written. Nah, it? shut up, yeah, man. It's, it's awful. It's brilliantly written. It's but entertaining Lord, at the very least. Lord of the Rings. That's 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 a hard slog to read. Last dense. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. And four pages of elven poetry. <laughs> four pages to describe a tree or something. You know? <laughs> like a bit of Harry Potter. Anyway. You were about to say anyway. five seconds of silence, but I kept... I was, yeah, yeah. I was, that's okay. So whatever you do, don't let the call die. <laughs> <laughs>